Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Life Church Canton podcast. My name is Jared Van Vorst, and I'm your host for the show and one of the pastors at Life Church. Thank you for listening today. I'm really excited for you to hear this one. We have a guest speaker with us uh, for our sermon that comes from the Galatians series. Uh, this is a friend and fellow pastor from our Life Church network at Life Church Southfield. His name is Vincent Tinch, and he helps out with some of the family ministries over at Southfield. Uh, but he came in uh, to just give a wonderful message uh, from Galatians 6, verses 6 to 10, where we talk about sowing and reaping and investing. And uh, he specifically keys in on this idea of being intentional and being consistent. Um and, and investing in our spirit, which might be a new idea for you to, to listen to or to hear about, uh, but he does su- such a fantastic job talking about this. Um, I would also like to invite you, and, and he's going to talk about this a little bit as well, uh, but to invest in Life Church. Um, if you would like to give to Life Church and the work that we are doing and the work that we get to be a part of together, would you consider giving? Um, and more specifically, giving a recurring gift. That's actually the best way uh, to, to help us plan for the future and to figure out how we can move forward um, investing in God's kingdom as well. Uh, the best way to do that is by going to lifechurchcanton.org slash give. You're going to find out how to give. You're also going to find out what your giving actually does and where it goes. Um, so thank you ahead of time for doing that. Uh, enjoy the message from Vincent. Wow, what a welcoming. And Nathan, you're right. I was very nervous as you guys took me in the woods, and I'm a city boy. And, you know, in Detroit, we don't necessarily go to the woods all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> Super excited to be here before you guys at the Mother Church, right? Our church, Life Church, for you, those of you who don't know it, Life Church Southfield was planted out of this church right here. So it just feels so good to come back. And because of your faithfulness and the things that you do, Life Church Southfield exists, and because of it's still reaping benefits, right? We planted Life Church Riverside last year, Life Church Auburn Hills the year before that, and now Life Church Detroit coming soon. How exciting is it to see God work? So what I'm going to ask you to do um, is I'm going to ask you to be a di- what I call a digital evangelist. If you would take the opportunity, no matter whether you're online or you're in person, if you take the time to share the word, share this service with your network of people, send out the link, Um, because in this environment that we're in, in this digital environment, it's made it as easy as possible, I mean, easy as possible to get the word of God out, right? And we know that the word of God is transformational. So we want to get it in front of as many people as possible. So if you would please do that for me, I'll be so grateful. Before we get started, I want to pray for our time together. Lord, we come before you. Hmm, Grateful, God. Grateful to be able to delve into the depths of your word. For your word is not only transformational to others, it's transformational to us. Every time we go in, there is new wine, there is new water. We ask that you will do something special even in this service that you maybe didn't even do in the first one because there's someone here who needs something that was different than that first one. So we give you full reign here. We ask that you move me out the way, that your Holy Spirit take over because what we need is more of you. So I pray that as the message goes forth, 
that the words that come out my mouth are truthful. I pray that they're helpful. And above all, I pray that they're pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, your pastoral team has been doing an amazing job with this Galatians series. Let's put our hands together for the pastoral team. <laughs> and I'm super excited that they invited me and allowed me to be a part of this. Um, I do want to make sure before I continue that I, I acknowledge my wife, for the one who's dressed just like me. She wanted to have the same drip. That's my, that's my beautiful wife. We've been... Uh, well, we've been together 25 years now. This is, oh, 20, this is our 25th year. We haven't had our 25th anniversary yet. So <laughs> we've been together forever. <laughs> so just want to make sure that you guys know that that's my everything. Um, and yeah, this has been amazing to be a part of this. So um, one of the funny things about this is that once they told me that they wanted me to be a part of it, I was super excited because me and Nate, we hit it off you know, a long time ago, and I couldn't wait to get out here and be able to be before you. But I couldn't help but feel like I was set up. Uh, when I looked at the verses, um, because I realized that they were bringing me in to share about financially supporting pastors. <laughs> it's like, you want me to come in as a guest? But then as I delve into the depths of Galatians, I couldn't help but realize that this was God-ordained. As I went through and I got new revelation, as I got new wine, as the song was saying before, and God continued to fill me up. So I'm super grateful to be able to jump in at this portion and if you will, with, jump in with me. We're going to read um, Galatians chapter 6, uh, verses 6 through 10. And if you're there, you read these words. Those who are ta taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. In this series, we've been jumping through Galatians and guiding through, and it is my um, uh, task today to put before you one big idea. And that big idea is this, that we, spiritual people, those who have the Holy Spirit, must be intentional about investing in the Spirit. Again, we, spiritual people, those who have the Holy Spirit, must be intentional about investing in the Spirit. I want to really emphasize intentional, meaning it's not something that's going to happen automatically. We actually have to put some work in in order to make this happen. So my goal is that you will approach every interaction, and I want you to say this simple statement, I have to invest in my Spirit. Every interaction you come into, I have to invest in my spirit. Which way should I go? I have to invest in my spirit. Not I want to, not I should, but I have to. Say it with me one time. I have to invest in my spirit. I hope that this simple statement can encapsulate this great message that's put forth within the scriptures and help us so that we can not only memorize the message, 
but also so that we can easily apply the message as we go throughout our daily lives. I have to invest in my spirit. All right, so to underscore the importance of investing in the spirit, I'd like to share a quick story with you. Stories about a guy, not a great guy, um, but he used to have these two dogs that he would fight. And he would travel from different places um, and fighting those dogs. And he would bet on those dogs. And every time he bet on a different dog, that dog would win. And there was this young gentleman who had followed him and saw him at a couple of the places and noticed the pattern that whatever dog he bet on was always the dog that won. And so he went up to him and he asked him, he said, sir, how do you always know which dog is going to win? And he said, that's easy. Whichever dog is the one that I want to win, that's the dog that I feed. So this story underscores the intentionality. See, he invested in what he, the outcome that he wanted to come out. So with us, we have a dichotomy. We have our spirit. We have our flesh. We have to invest in the, in the outcome that we want to have in our life. What he has shown us is the age-old saying brought to life, you get out what you put in. How many of us in life have had situations where the outcome was based upon where we have put our investment? Think about it. When we met this pandemic and, you know, there was this chance of faith, of great faith, people were like, you know, did you base your response on Scripture or on feeling? Amen. Way, way to be honest. For those who didn't hear it online, he's like, on filling, okay? <laughs> Amen. Thank you for that. It's, it's amazing to be back in person. Amen. <laughs> Get that crowd interaction. Think about it. The Trump presidency. I'm not going to tell you which side I fall on, okay? But no matter what side you fell on, did you treat the people that were on the other side as if they were the image of God? Or did you judge them? based upon the choices that they were making. This was, these were opportunities for us to invest in our spirit. We've all been tested. In fact, in my life, I've had an example where I had, to, um, I had the opportunity to invest in my spirit. Um, it was when I went to college. So for those of you um, in life students and you're preparing to go to college, understand that when you go to college, this is a great opportunity where you have a, a choice to invest in your spirit or invest in your flesh. It was funny because when I first got on campus, um, it was overwhelming that I had the opportunity to choose whatever I wanted to, right? First time that I wasn't being told by my parents what I had to do. And when that choice was put before me, I chose to invest in my spirit, okay? I chose, I started attending Bible studies. Um, I started um, uh, singing in the gospel choir. Um, and I joined Alpha Omega, Co-ed Christian Fraternity Incorporated. Listen, come on now, don't play greatest fraternity on earth. Matter of fact, let me tell you about it. Uh, we, our mission is to build and strengthen believers, witness to non-believers, create programs fitting that of Christian living, and um, meet the, and address the issues on campus and ensure educational success. That's my commercial for all of you who might be in college or might be on your way to college and are looking to join a great fraternity. This is an amazing fraternity to join. So when I, I underscore all this just to say that when I got there, I was doing well. That was until I met opposition. Now, 
this opposition came when somebody told me that someone tried to kill my mother. When I received this news, it immediately shook me to my core. I rushed as quickly as possible so that I can get to the hospital. And when I walked in, I looked at her, and it looked like my mom was already dead. Her face was swollen, her tongue was swollen, and she was on, connected to all these machines. This immediately sent me into rage. I forgot about all of that investment in the spirit. I was no longer looking at grace. I was no longer looking for mercy. I wasn't praying. There was no forgiveness. I was making huge deposits and huge investments in my flesh. I was thinking eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Amen? And it all got worse when I heard how she got in this predicament. They told me that my mom saw this man and this young lady sleeping in their car. And she was touched by the fact that they had to sleep in their car. And she told them, you know what, you don't have to sleep in your car. You can come live in my house. She brought them in. And after she brought them in, they held her hostage in a room. They started beating her. And the only chance that she had for escape was when somebody came and knocked on the door. While they were distracted, my mom ran full speed and jumped head first through a second-story window. The glass cracked, and it stuck her in the leg, and she was hanging from the second story. She shook her leg over and over again, and the glass ended up shattering, and so did her leg, and she landed on her forehead, which is why her face was so swollen. Somehow she found the energy to get up and run on that shattered leg to the neighbor so that they can call the police where she passed out. In the state that I was in, the investments in the flesh that I was making, I picked up the phone and I made a call. And with the gentleman on the other line, I made plans, plans for retaliation for what had happened to my mother. But God is so amazing. I don't know how it happened. I don't know who did it to this day. I don't know what happened. But somebody called my pastor. Watch how good God really is. The gentleman that I called and made the plans for retaliation stayed one mile away from the hospital. My pastor stayed all the way across town, almost a half an hour away. Somehow, my pastor made it to the hospital before the gentleman who I made plans with can make it to the hospital. And let me tell you about my pastor a little bit. My pastor, he's clean cut, big white, bright white smile. I mean, smile that will light up the room and warm your heart when you see him. And he's clean cut, always dressed. My wife made this joke one time. She said, man, Pastor Pastor was so dressed so nice that I bet you if we had a swimming party, he'll wear a three-piece suit to the swimming party. <laughs> He wore his hair slicked back, kind of like Nathan right here. <laughs> Never anything out of place until this day. Because he was coming to save his son. When I saw my pastor in this state, it immediately pulled me out of my rage. 
because I had never seen him like this, right? I go up to him, I'm trying to fix his hair. I'm like, Pastor, are you okay? (laughs) And he's like, don't worry about me. It's not about if I'm okay. Are you okay? And he began to minister to me. He began to pour into me and reach towards those investments that I had made, reach towards the investments that he made. He was trying to cash in on those investments. I thank God that those investments were there for him to pull on to. Because all too often, we don't invest in our spirit. And if we don't invest in our spirit, there's nothing to pull from in the bank. And the only decisions that we can make have to come from our flesh. He pulled me out of that rage and showed me that the importance of us investing in our spirit. Because we're always going to come to events that are going to test us. Where the outcome of these events can determine the trajectory of our lives. In fact, all of us can think about events that the reason why our life is the way it is, whether it's good or bad, was because of specific decisions that we made in specific instances. So that we understand intrinsically the importance of the impact of our decisions on our life and the importance of our investment in the Spirit. But the connection I want you to make today is simply this. If I do it God's way, which is investing in the Spirit, There are promises on the outcome of my life. Doing it God's way is what we mean when we say investing in the Spirit. But the question is, how? How do I invest in the Spirit? (laughs) We've been stepping through Galatians, right? And throughout this series, um, what we found out is that this letter of Galatians is a letter that Paul wrote to the churches of Galatia, right? Um, and what we find out is that the church of Galatia started out doing well, right? They were fully invested in the, the good news that Paul brought forth, that good news which was talking about the grace of Jesus, right? They were fully invested. That was until they met opposition. And the opposition that they met came in the way of what you've all learned about the Judaizers. Simply put, The Judaizers were trying to get the church of Galatia to give up their investment in the spirit and take up an investment in the law. Now, here's the conundrum. Here's the dichotomy. Here's the issue. The law is not bad. So when they were coming to them with an investment, they weren't coming to them with something that seemed terrible. All too often... When we are tested by the devil, he brings to us something that doesn't seem bad. When I was thinking about retaliating for my mother, it didn't seem like a bad idea. You did this to my mom, so you deserve what comes out of it. They came to them with the law. Think about all the great things the Bible says about the law. It says, meditate on the law. That's my favorite scripture. Day and night. Paul, multiple times in all his letters, he tells you how good the law is. So he wasn't coming to them with something that seemed like that was a bad investment. He came to them with with something that was good. Often, it was very similar to the way that we look at goals in our life. Uh, Some of us have financial goals. Who have financial goals? Anybody got financial goals in the house? Yeah, that's what I thought. So... (laughs) When we think about our financial goals, saving is good, right? Saving is a good thing, right? Yeah. But for a lot of us, 
Saving will never help us reach our financial goals. There's not enough money, right? What would be nice is if we can invest our money in some type of vehicle that can help us meet our, meet our goals, whether it's retirement or whatever the goal is, right? We invest in our 401ks, we invest in our IRAs, we invest in the stock funds, index funds, all these different things that I can keep going day and day because I study those things. But anyway, we invest in all of these things that can help us. Like this, watch this. My wife, she had financial goals for me. <laughs> Where my husband's at? Husband's make some noise. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, fellas. We know what, y'all know what I'm talking about. My wife wanted a new kitchen and a new bathroom. All right, now wives, y'all go ahead and make some noise now. <laughs> and I was like dedicated towards getting her this. Like we had lived in our, our previous home and I didn't get it. And now we're in this home. I'm like, I got to meet this goal, right? And so I'm starting to save. I go to a a Microsoft conference where all of the top developers in the country are there. If you don't know, I'm a software developer by trade. That's what I do for a living. And I'm here with the top minds in the world. And I'm meeting with one of the top developers in the world who has all this inside knowledge and everything. And he tells me, hey, man, listen, there's this thing called Bitcoin. You should really invest in it. It's about $400 a coin right now. But I'm thinking in my head, my wife wants a kitchen, and I don't have time for putting my money in some investment that might go the wrong way because investments are risky. <laughs> Long story short, I convinced myself that saving was better than investing. How many of you know that those coins that were worth $400 then are now worth $50? thousand dollars a piece. I took the advice from this gentleman who had this insider knowledge, who had this inside track, and I ignored it. Similar to how Paul has the inside track on grace. Think about it. Remember, Paul was fully invested in the law at one time, right? until he had this life-changing encounter with Jesus, right? Where Jesus opened up his eyes and showed him his need for grace. Not that the law was bad, but that it wasn't enough. That the law without grace would cause you to miss the reward that the law was trying to get you to get in the first place. You needed grace. That's where you see Paul writing this entire letter of Galatians from. And when we make it through, we get down to chapter 5, where he starts talking to us, you people who call yourself spiritual, spiritual people. And in chapter 5, you guys have already been through, where he talks about our characteristics. Then he jumps into chapter 6, where he starts talking about our interactions. And what I want to put before you today is that we consider those interactions as opportunities for investment. So we're going to go through those. We're going to go through three opportunities that are listed in today's scripture. This is not an exhaustive list, but something that we must do if we consider ourselves spiritual people who want to invest in our spirit. And at the top of that list in today's scripture is this. We must support spiritual teachers. It's here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 6. Those who are taught the word of God 
should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. In other words, we must financially support spiritual teachers and pastors. Think about it. Many pastors give up their livelihood, give up the opportunity for uh, further um, gainful employment in order to spend a life um, in the Word and investing in you and your spiritual investment. Paul puts it this way in a different part of Scripture. He said, because they invest in you spiritually, they should be able to reap a reward from you. But also, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's think about this. These people, these pastors, are the individuals in society who bear the burdens of everybody. When we have spiritual questions, who do we go to? We go to our pastor. When we need counseling, we go to our pastor. And think about it. Every time he counsels one of us, all of those negative things, we come and we dump, we dump, we dump. And he leaves and he takes some of that with him every time. And I don't know if you know this, but in this pandemic, counseling has increased exponentially. <laughs> I mean, just yesterday, I was trying to go get my hair cut, got a phone call, somebody needed counseling. My barber is calling me on the other line, yelling at me, your counseling ain't my business, but I have to do this, right? They need this counseling. Even marital counseling has increased. You got individuals who've been together for decades who finally have to stay in the same place with one another. And what they realize is that after of decades of being together, they don't really like each other. And let's not forget that while the pastor is taking on all of these burdens, there's also been an increase in deaths. My wife and I, we've had, we went from four people in six years to 28 people in a year. Not to mention those outside of the people who we knew and that were close to us that we still had to support. Doing all of this while still having to support their own lives. If I want to admit it or not, my pastor saved my life while supporting his own life. He got up in the middle of that night, 2 a.m. in the morning, made it out there and literally saved my life. Because of that investment that he made, because of that sacrifice that he made, my mother, who still lived, had the opportunity to meet her grandkids. Because of that investment he made, the grandkids actually came about. Imagine if I would have made a different decision. There would be no grandkids. I wouldn't be sitting here telling you how I've been with this young lady for 25, this young beautiful lady. Did I, did I mention that? Mm, mm, mm. Good God Almighty. I'm sorry, I had a moment. Had a moment. Woo! Did I tell y'all God was good? Come on now. I wouldn't be telling you that I've been with her for 25 years. My entire life would be different. So we have to help lighten the load of those who are our spiritual teachers, especially if we're going to call ourselves spiritual people who want to invest in the spirit. We have to support spiritual teachers. The second thing that we have to do is we have to be intentional. 
We have to be intentional in doing things God's way. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It reads like this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. In other words, grace is not this magical thing that makes all consequences go away. No, there's more that we have to do. What's that? Continue. You will always harvest what you plant. Anybody do some gardening in here? When you want to get a specific result, if I want tomatoes, I have to plant tomato seeds. Now, my people who, who, who garden, they understand that if you're going to plant cherry tomatoes, don't plant a bunch of those cherry tomato plants because you'll end up getting way more than you can ever harvest. <laughs> but if you want to get a specific result, you have to be careful about what you plant. So if we want to have a spiritual life, we have to plant spiritual seeds. Let's continue. Those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. I want you to see the intentionality in this verse. Your own sinful nature. How many people know that you don't have to look for sin? <laughs> sin stays with you, right? Paul said it like this, when I would do good, evil was always present. Every time I'm thinking about doing something good, that sinful nature is right there behind us. So we don't have to do anything but satisfy the sinful nature because it follows us. But from a spiritual perspective, we have to be intentional to please the Spirit of God. We have to make sure we go out of our way. It is what we call countercultural. It's counter to the way that we normally feel. Counter to our nature. For instance, like this. In the subject of racial reconciliation, we know this. We know that God tells us to love one another. Right? We know that we were all made in God's image. No matter what race, no matter what creed, no matter how you voted, no matter what color you are. Like, we know we were all made in God's image. But here's the problem. We all have preferences. For those of you who don't know, I'm a black man. <laughs> I know, I just shocked some people, right? Some people, whoa, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> For sure? <laughs> no, I got you. Compose yourself. But I grew up in a city that's majority black. I grew up in a neighborhood that's majority black. I went to a school that's majority black. And I prefer black culture. Earlier in our warm-up, they told me to do a microphone check, and I started rapping. My flow's so sick, it's like I got a flow with disease, so I got the tendency to get on this mic. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's what I prefer. But the question is, how do I step outside of my box to live a life that looks like what God wants the kingdom of God to look like, which is more than just black, amen? More than just white, amen? Asian, Indian, Mexican, keep going, right? <laughs> it's all of us together. And the way we do it is we intentionally do life with those who do not look like us, okay? Some of the things that we do... Um, 
is we spend time with a lot of my, we got a friend group, like we call us the, the international group of friends. A lot of us are different races, different cultures and stuff like that. We spend a lot of time with them and we do life with them. Some of them have went, lived in all white cities, majority white cities. They went to majority, and they lived in majority white neighborhoods. They went to majority white schools. And they prefer white culture. But what we do is we focus on our similarities and not our differences. We focus on what brings us together and not what tears us apart. For us, that is like things like cars, technology, and Jesus. We take it a step further. Every year we do holidays together. Every Thanksgiving we're together. And then lately, these last few years, we've been doing family vacations together. And these are amazing, okay? My life is so filled because of these relationships. My wife's life is touched, and so are my kids, because we are introduced to things that are just not part of our culture. We were out in the middle of the woods. Having a good time. <laughs> Mosquitoes just tearing us up. <laughs> my girl, my daughter's name is Mosquitoes. They said, that's disrespectful, Darla. <laughs> our lives are fulfilled in our much better places because of our intentionality to do, it, do life with people from different cultures. And not only that, because of the investments that we've made, these relationships now can bear the weight of tough conversations. You know, who knows that we had a lot of tough conversations recently? With all of the race things that have been going on, there have been questions that have come from both sides. And we've been able to look at each other, have those conversations, go to Scripture. And because of those investments, it's been very fruitful. But this is just one area. Where else can we put these investments? Can we be intentional about the way we spend our money? making sure that we're spending it in a God-honoring way? Can we be intentional about the way that we do our relationships? Can we love each other the way Christ loves us? What areas can we, but not only what areas can we, but we must be intentional if we're going to call ourselves people of the Spirit. Amen? So third place, third opportunity we have for investment, and it is this. It is the opportunity for us to be consistent. Be consistent. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, just the A portion says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. In other words, let's be consistent. What I don't want you to hear when I say be consistent is be perfect. Because that's not what God is looking for here. He's looking for somebody who's going to consistently show up. Yes, we're going to fall down, but we need to get up. Just like Donnie McClurkin said, we fall down, but we get up. For Satan is just a sinner who fell down. We have to be intentional. We have to be consistent. We have to continue to get up. We're going to fail sometimes. Things are not going to be right. Sometimes when we have those conversations, some of us go left field because of the way we were raised and things that we haven't considered or the feelings of others, and those times happen, but we make it through those, and we get back up, and we keep having the conversations again. 
be consistent, especially us who have a spiritual perspective that is wider than the individuals who don't have it. Because we realize how temporary these things really are, right? How temporal these things are. So we need to make sure that we take advantage of every opportunity, every chance we have to be God-honoring, to take the chance to bear the burdens of one another, to take the opportunity to support our spiritual teachers, to take the opportunity to be intentional in every interaction that we come into, and to be consistent. I want to challenge you all. Here's your challenge. As you leave this place, you're going to, there's going to be interactions. You're going to pick up your phone. There's going to be notifications. There's going to be Facebook. There's going to be YouTube or whatever. There's going to be conversations. Somebody's going to call you. In each one of these interactions, I want you to seek out the opportunities for you to invest in your spirit. Continually saying that same statement over and over again. I have to invest in my spirit. I have to. And since I wrote this sermon, it has literally changed my life. I've been literally, I have to invest in my spirit. I have to invest in my spirit. I have to invest in my spirit. Every situation, that's what I want you to do. Seek out the opportunities for you to invest in your spirit. You can support your spiritual teachers, even in this ministry right here. Right? You guys have some amazing things that's happening here. I was looking out there at that life journey wall. I remember when me and Nathan first met each other. I said like this, we've been A1 since day one. He and I, we, are, we were sharing our visions. I couldn't believe how much alike they were. Like, we were, like, just writing things out. And then to see him take it from that initial thought to actually execution, seeing it on the wall, seeing lives change, this is good ground to sow into. Somebody told me that you guys have the opportunity to do recurring giving. I encourage you. If I had that opportunity, I actually, we do have it in Southfield. I've already done it. But if I had the opportunity here, I would do the exact same thing. You have the opportunity also to be intentional. You guys have this right now today, right with you. Everybody has this, a connection card. You can take out that connection card. You can make your decision right now today to be intentional. You can sign up for Life Journey right here on the card. You can sign up for Be a Bridge to further the conversation of racial conciliation right here on that card. I challenge you, be intentional. If we want to live the spiritual life, we have to invest in our spirit. We have to invest in our spirit. And when we choose to be consistent about this investment, there is a promise in the scripture. Let's look at it. The promise is in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, the B section, all the way down to verse 10. It says this, at just the right time, good God Almighty, I'll stop right there a minute so and make me happy. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those of the family of faith. At just the right time, at just the right time, at just the right time, at just, I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're going through, that you're waiting for God to answer your prayer. Maybe you've been praying for a family member. 
Maybe you've been praying for whatever that financial thing that's happening in your life. Maybe you've been praying for racial reconciliation in your time. But God says at just the right time, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, don't get tired of doing what's good. Keep going. I am here to encourage you. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Because at just the right time, you're going to reap. A harvest. I love the. I know it gets tough. I know it gets tough. I know it gets hard. But here is a here is a, here is a verse that I use for encouragement. It's right here. It's in Second Peter, uh, chapter one, verse three, and it says this: By God's divine power, He has given us everything that we need to live a godly life. By His divine power. Some of us think that we don't have time to do the things that God has called us to do. But by his divine power, he will give you the time. Some of you don't think that you have the patience in order to do what God has called you to do. But by his divine power, you have the patience, the time, the resources, the people, whatever you need. By his divine power. I want to extend the opportunity because there's some people here today that would like to make this decision. They, want, they hear this message and they say, you know what, that's speaking to me. I want to be intentional. If that's you, and you really want to take on this burden, this challenge, and walk with God in a spiritual way, because you are spiritual. You're like, I'm spiritual, I need to do the spiritual thing. I need to invest in my spirit. I want to be intentional. Would you raise your hand for me? I just want to pray for you. That's all I want to do. I want to pray for those who want to be intentional. Father, you see the hands. We ask right now, God, that you would take their courage and their sacrifice and you multiply it. Allow them to be intentional in their situations. Allow them to be bridges in their situations. Allow their cups to overflow so much that you bless those around them because of the sacrifices that they made. Allow them to see your hand at work in their lives. Allow them to see at just the right time that they're going to reap. Now there's some mothers here who are having a hard time raising their hand in this situation. Because they're thinking about the fact of their past and the decisions that they made in their past. They're saying, yeah, you made the right decision when, when your mom, you know, but in my situation, I made the opposite decision. I did the wrong thing. And maybe what I did is too big for God to forgive. But I thank God that his grace is sufficient. I've come to encourage you and let you know that when God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, he had you in mind and those things that you have done in your past, and he covered them all right on the cross. But now what you must do is you have to accept that gift that is freely given to you. And if you would like to accept that gift today, if you would like to take a step over that hump 
if you'd like to start your journey on being intentional and being consistent and getting back up after you've fallen, I ask that you would raise your hand. If you want to recommit your life to say, I'm going to do exactly what God has called me to do, I ask you to raise your hand. It might not be perfect, but let it be consistent. Father, I'm praying for those hands that I see in this sanctuary. I'm praying for those who are online, God, who are, who are putting their emojis of the hands being raised, God. God, that you walk with them. You know how tough it gets when we make a decision to walk with you. Seems like the enemy puts on his best things and his, his best challenges for us. But God, we know that you are stronger than our enemies. We know that your will is better than our will. And we know that you love us. So I ask God that you will touch these hearts, that you will touch them with your Holy Spirit. And not only that, God, I'm hoping that you will enable us, the believers, the body of believers that are here, to walk alongside them, to help bear their burdens as they go through. And we ask it all in the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message. Um, I pray that it impacted you in some specific way, um, maybe illuminated an area of your life where you want to invest in your spirit. Uh, maybe for some of you, you wanted to say yes to Jesus for the very first time, to following him, to committing your life to him. And if that's you, uh, would you fill out a connect card? You can do that by going to lifechurchcanton.org slash now. And at the top of that uh, page, there's a little button there that says connect card. You can click on that, fill out a little bit of information about yourself. And then we would love to be in touch with you and to connect with you and to help you take your next steps. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you back here real soon.